Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Greetings, everybody, and welcome. It's game time on the Stare Down Sports Talk and Real Estate Show coming to you every week on Overcast, Stitcher, iTunes, or whatever you listen to podcasts on. I am Sean Carpenter. I'm on the road today, boys. It's a road game for me. I'm in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, joined by my regular co-host, Bill Risher, down in St. Pete, Florida, and Todd Meininger on the IR in Cumming, Georgia. <laughs> so, how are you, boys? Let's start with you, Bill. What's going on? Doing good. It's a, a long week in New York uh, with um, just soaking in so much stuff that I, I am ready to kind of dish back out to the people of, of the Gulf Coast and Florida uh, in a nice rainy afternoon, which is, you know, it's one of the things that I really enjoy living in San Diego and Phoenix my whole life. Uh, love rain. So it's a nice, uh, easy day to stay inside and watch a whole bunch of sports on, on a Sunday afternoon. You got it. And Todd, how are you, man? I understand you're under the weather. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on the upswing. Um, but, uh, battling flu-like symptoms. I, I never went to the doctor to get it confirmed. So I'm doing the old uh, sports analogy of battling the flu-like sy- symptoms. Um, God, boy, just, just, uh, knocked in the dirt. This one, uh, I don't get sick very often. Um, but this one, this one put a, put a whooping on me. So that said, uh, I'm, again, I'm on the rise. So hopefully it keeps better every hour, every day. Good. Well, guys, we can start with a lot of different sports. Uh, we don't often start with tennis, but when a player has won 10% of all men's majors, um, that's just a pretty impressive stat when you think of it that way. Uh, Roger Federer wins his 20th Grand Slam event today uh, down in Australia or yesterday, I guess, as we're recording this. Um, Bill, why don't we just go right to you on this one and, and with kind of your – I know you didn't get a chance to watch a lot of it because you were busy last week, but mm-hmm. 20 Grand Slam events. Um, is. Yeah, it's it's a yeah the best of both worlds in this Australian Open because you have Roger being Roger getting number twenty, which is really just incredible. Uh, but then Wozniacki gets her first with against Simona Halep. Either one of them would have been their first. So I really I really think that's amazing uh, that uh, you get to see both sides of that. The, the, the just that joy for Wozniacki. But man, Roger, ooh, it it, it makes me harken back to the day when. He and Tiger were about tied in majors. They had that great little campaign where back and forth, who could win more majors? And uh, obviously, Roger is going to win that uh, that competition. It was a lot of fun to watch. And I don't don't think Roger's done. I mean, he's he's he looked really good in all the highlights I saw. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and you know, he's obviously got two two places where he does pretty well. Still, still left on the on the docket, right? Yeah, you, you figure both. You got Djokovic, Nadal, and Murray are all hurt. So the, the, the guy, and maybe even Wawrinka is the next guy, and I don't, I don't even remember him playing in the tournament. So I think you've got this, if that continues and Roger stays as healthy as he is, unless one of these young kids like, you know, Sasha Zara or, you know, someone else can do something, he's, he looks like he's going to have a great year. Yeah. And Todd, did you watch any of the Australian the last two weeks? Uh, I watched bits and pieces of it. Um, was, was glad to see uh, Wozniacki. Uh, win her first major and shame on me. I didn't, I thought she had bagged one before then. Mm. Um, she was dominant for a little while, not for a great period of time. Uh, boy, it seems like a lifetime ago that she was engaged to Rory and 
two weeks before the wedding, they, they split up and Rory seemed to go on fire and she seemed to, to, you know, professionally just uh, down spiral. But Sean, now sure she's uh, with our boy, uh, Florida Gator, David Lee, ex uh, Golden State That's Warrior. Right. So um, I guess kind of like uh, the first thing I thought of um, and maybe, you know, being uh, battling flu-like symptoms, my head wasn't where it needed to be, but uh, remind me a little Sergio when his first major, he's found love. Maybe uh, her personal life has got her in the best spot available and she can focus more professionally. He was happy to see her win. Roger didn't surprise me one bit. Um, your math, Sean, I'm assuming he has 200 major starts and he's 120. Is that, uh, is that correct? Um, you said he's won 10, 10% of all, of all majors. Yeah. Well, that- the stat I saw on, um, yeah, cause that 20, there's been, there's been hundred majors in the last 25 years. Right. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I the stat I saw, I just saw it on Twitter. I don't, I didn't verify it, but you know, it, it looked legit. It had a lot of retweets and favorites, so I figured well, it was fifty well, years of majors is yeah. two hundred majors, and that, 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 that makes sense. Modern yeah. times is what they're talking. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, and obviously fifty years of majors, and you know, <laughs> uh, I don't know how far back the you know the obviously Wimbledon goes back you know hundred years, but yeah, I'm certainly done at fifty. Uh, 50 years in major starts. Um, but conversely, you mentioned Tiger, uh, Bill. Um, gosh, it was fanfare that he made the cut this weekend, right? I mean, what two different spots they are in their careers. Um, you know, great for Tiger, made a cut first time since, was it 15? Yeah, 2015. Yeah. And, and 13 in this tournament, which Tory Pines is, you know, Farmers is, a, you know, I'm sure he's played it more than, uh, more than not. So more than uh, good Bill. for Good for a Tiger to make the cut, and obviously, congratulations, Federer. Bill, how many times have you played that course, would you oh, guess? Oh, between 75 and 100, as I sit here and watch it while we record. Um, Is it? Wow. Yeah, and Tiger, remember Tiger, all the junior worlds were held at Torrey. So Tiger right. wow. came back from L.A. all the time. He has he must be pushing 1,000 <laughs> rounds on that wow. course. Wow. And he's yeah. what, eight, eight farmers in a, in a U.S. Open there? Are you kidding me? Yeah. He's, this is a great place for him to try and make this comeback. Um, and I don't know if you're ready to switch that way, Sean, but I think, you know, it's, it's been fun to watch him, you know, just absolutely be horrible off the tee, but still put together a really good rounds every time he does that. So short games, his short games really, um, really, especially his chipping. Cause that's when he started getting the yips, you know, when he kind of tried to come back the first time after the, um, after the, after the, um, fallout with his wife. Yeah. Um, that was here. And that was here, by the way, he walked off right. the course here, claimed an injury, wow. but right. he had the chip yips and it, you'd never seen that. He's been putting great. His chips look are really good. Uh, so if the short game's there, he'll figure out the driver. Um, it'll yeah. be fun. He's going to take some time off. He's going to come back for the uh, up in uh, Riviera for the uh, it's the Nissan or whatever they're calling it now. So uh, that'll be fun to. And he, that's another course he's played really well at. So he's got enough talent. Um, if he just maybe throttles back to a three wood, you know, instead of pulling out the driver, uh, you know, he did that early in his career where. His um his driving distance uh, dropped to, you know he was always top ten. Then he dropped down to about one eighty on the tour. But his, yeah. his he was number one in short game. Where's that stinger that he used to hit? He just doesn't play it anymore, right? Remember that uh, thing? If he, yeah. if he's not an iron off the tee, he doesn't hit that stinger shot. Yeah. So. The other uh, just just saw a stat. We can throw this out here fresh in our mind. This how many fairways do you think Tiger hit? So he had fourteen fairways per round. That's fifty six fairways in a, in a in a tournament, how many fairways do you think he hit this week? Uh, I did not see the stat, so I will guess 36, 30, 34, 17. Oh my God. And that's the lowest for him since the 2005 Genesis open, wherever that is. 
And he made the cut, huh? He made the cut. Yeah. So unbelievable. 17 fairways hit. He's going to shoot probably three under, maybe three or four under. He'll be in the top 30. So um, you said, you said tiger, not Mickelson, right? I'm sorry. Tiger. Yeah. That was tiger. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's Bill had a rough rough weekend. He was six under through uh, 30. He's doing so well. Yeah. He's over par now. So one thing, one thing that you, um, the world needs to get, get ready for. um, If you're not a tiger lover, you're going to hate watching the coverage because it is honestly um, every shot of tigers. And then they go a lot. They show the leaders on replay. Um, Here's the shot you missed when we were showing tiger tapping in for, for his par. Look, Uh, it's the reason why everybody's watching. I agree. You got to be a hardcore, you know, Jason day, JB Holmes fan. Everybody, the reason people turn golf on television is because tigers on. So they're going to show every tiger shot. And let's be honest, the reason why those guys are playing for the money they're playing for tiger because of tiger. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with you, Sean. Um, one, the people who don't like Tiger certainly respect his game. And also part of the reason they don't like Tiger is because it's in their mind fun not to like Tiger. So sure. Sure. I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think they're going, oh, I can't stand the sight of him. I think it's just like, God, this guy is, you know, he's you know, robotic. Uh, I don't know. There's, we talked a little about why people don't like him, but I, I think it's rare that people can't stand the sight of his golf swing, right? No, I agree. I mean, it's, it, there are people that don't like LeBron or don't like – Durant, but we'll watch him play, right? I mean, right. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like Coach Shevsky, but I, wa- I I like watching Duke and I like watching them do what they do, you know. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's nice to see golf kind of back in the swing, and um, you know, to see the uh, we got a nice little stretch here where uh, Super Bowl Sunday they'll be down in Phoenix, uh, kind of the traditional before the Super Bowl spot. Um, and that's always fun to to see that 16th hole, uh, you know, kind of the, the loud, noisy. It is the drivable 17th hole is neat. Yeah. Um, where they come off 16, then they have to wait on 17 to, and usually the guys get up on the green and they, they wave the next group up. And then to finish off that, that trifecta, you know, really the, the last four holes, 15 is that awesome par five where a lot Great of guys go for that Island green. And the ge- those geese are those birds that are like, yeah. that are always out there on that little peninsula. Yep. And then you've got um, 18. They had to actually build some extra bunkerage over the water hazard on the left because guys were just blown over it starting with phil i think it was the first guy that was routinely flying that uh so now they've got it set up a different way right so uh it's 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 such a fun tournament to watch uh, and that's another one i've probably been to 15 or 16 of those so actually i i think you've probably played that tpc course right i have i, I have an eagle on number 15 so it's one of my one of those things in life you never forget right like my birdie on 11 at uh, pebble or the that i flopped it over the bunker for a birdie or you know the uh eagling 15 at the tpc course That's yeah you know you know how i birdied this is a fun one it's it, uh, pebble nope oh no the one that one that matters let's hear it 17th on tpc oh Jacksonville, nice right? beautiful yeah, yeah. Eight, eight iron into the wind and uh made about a 17 footer yeah nice that's just a that's a that's something you never forget yeah, third time I watched that hole, and you know, and then he's better than most, better than most. <laughs> <laughs> you were calling your own thing as it was going in. <laughs> exactly. I think I think I played it way before Tiger was born. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And so awesome. um, I had a true eagle on uh, fourteen here at Windermere once, Sean. So you, you uh, had a what? A true, a true, a true eagle. I call it actually. Uh, not not like a chip from a hundred yards. It bounces in. Just a a monster drive that caught the perfect hill. T boxes were way up. By the way, it was probably like a more par four. Um, Second shot, I nutted a three wood, uh, landed about 12 to 15 feet short of the hole, dead uphill, straight as an arrow, hit the putt. Um, 
that was it. I wanted to quit after. That is a, that is a pressure packed putt because you know yes, what's yeah. on the line. You know, you know it and uh, you made it. That's great. So, so the guy, one of the worst feelings in golf is when you three putt for par. Oh, so, yeah. so one of the guys I used to golf with, uh, still friends with him. Um, he's just a monster hitter. And of course, once, you know, he, he had a literally a, a foot and a half, 18 inch putt <laughs> to Eagle, the same hole. And he stood over that thing for, for like two minutes and i'm just like just pull the trigger, he's pull the trigger. <laughs> and he's like if i don't this may be my only shot at eagle and i've at least got to tie you it was a little bit of a friendly robbery um speaking of phoenix bill if rom won this week he would have been number one in the world going into oh. uh wow really yeah yeah, yeah. 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 a rough day uh, yes end of the day yesterday and into today i i like him a lot over there like in my my our fantasy league starts next week and i like jb holmes uh, John Rom a lot in Phoenix. Yeah, because they Holmes plays well there all the time, and Rom is a stud. And he like he it's his home course for a couple, you know, two years, three years at ASU. So it's gonna be fun. Oh, they they play out of the uh, TPC course. Well, the, now I mean they had their own course. They have the uh, when I say Carson. home course, I just yeah, they play at Karsten, um, which they're going to be developing in the next couple of years. I don't know if you knew that they're going to mm. move them to Papago. Uh, I heard that, yeah. taking over one of the it's a great uni course but he played a ton of golf up at tpc so it'll be fun too well we'll need to talk in a few weeks bill about about what we might want to play uh when we head out there for the arizona association i barb sent a nice note to me with a couple golf courses i thought it was a very nice touch as uh as her as the host she is yeah what did she did she list the wigwam does that sound familiar um i don't know off the top of my head which yeah. what the names are more but yeah yeah, yeah. cool well well, I'd love to take you guys to Papago. It's, you'd really like it. So, Well, guys, it's interesting that today um, two of the major sports have their all-star games. The Pro Bowl, if you call it an all-star game, and the <laughs> NHL all-star game uh, is on at, the, they're on at the same time. They're on early because I think that people know the, the attention um, goes away you know, big time to next week. Um, so just kind of interesting timing and a, and a bad time. So nothing really to talk about in those sports. Um, NBA, any thoughts? Just anything you want to hit on? I think uh, – Golden State outlasted Boston yesterday. Uh, Cavs are having a little soap opera of a, mm-hmm. of a part of their season where Kevin Love is getting a lot of not love from the team, uh, a lot of disrespect. I don't know if you saw him throw his shirt the other day, uh, and he hit um, Jeff Green in the face uh, with it. And um, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas getting a lot of uh, attention for lack of defense um, mm. from the media. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen in the East. If uh, the drama of Cleveland will stop them from making it back, and if LeBron decides to leave, or what's going to happen there? But any anything that you saw in the NBA that is worth talking about? Oh, looks like Boston's rolling, right? Uh, they continue to to appear to dethrone Cleveland. Um, Sean, check out and Bill. I, I retweeted. And I, I meant to tag you guys, but I guess in my my stupor, I didn't. But I retweeted a a little video clip. It's about a minute and a half of. Um, Steve Kerr and little snippets of him talking to um, God, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Curry. Um, yeah. Steph Curry. And uh, God, everyone in their lives needs a, a mentor slash coach slash father figure like that. It's just unbelievable how uh, encouraging and, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but one, he's like, man, I have so much respect for you. And he's like, coach, I was two for 14 in the first half. He's like, if you have confidence, if you're confident enough to keep shooting when you're two for 14, He's like, that's awesome. You're going to write to just little things where it seems like he's constantly <clears throat> saying the right things to Steph. And who knows, maybe Steph's that kind of guy, you know, uh, you guys know in sales and it's certainly in sports, some guys you have to bully and other guys you got to love up. 
And maybe Steph is the guy that you have to keep encouraging, but I just thought it was a cool little, again, less than two minutes. Yeah, I'll look uh, for it on your Twitter feed. Yeah, definitely do. At Todd Meininger, go ahead and give, give, the, give the guy a follow. <laughs> that's it. That's cool. it. There was a, uh, when I was uh, exchanging planes today in Charlotte, there was a clip of, uh, it, they just said, I think, like, these, it, it, it'd be nice to be this good. It's, it's Durant and Steph. Have you seen it? They were shooting from the corner. And they're basically last one or first one to hit the rim loses. And they shoot, each shoot like 10 shots, nothing, mm. nothing but net. It's unbelievable that none of them hit the rim. And, and the, the tape just ended. I thought, I thought it was going to end with, with one of them hit the rim, yeah. and, and then going crazy, but uh, not. All right, guys, what, let's finish. Oh, hey, Bill, you want to hit on a little soccer story. Oh, man, are you kidding me? FA Cup. I'm a big FA Cup guy. Did you know that, Todd? <laughs> I do now. Uh, do, do tell. So – we're, uh, we're in New York City with the Inman crowd, and the, one of the employees at Inman, Matthew Shadbolt. Matthew Shadbolt was um, born in southwestern England and in a little um, uh, kind of a, an area famous for making gloves. And um, that sounds silly, but the soccer team that he grew up loving was the Yeovil Town Glovers. Uh, they played Manchester United? <laughs> you knew that. They played Manchester United at, in Yeovil Town Stadium. Mm. Right, and so there's it holds nine thousand people. What what is that like to have Man U show up in your little stadium where there's you, it only holds nine thousand people? Uh, they lost four zip, but yep. the power of of uh, that FA Cup and just what what it did for them. And they're like I said, they're they're second their second league, and they're in a relegation battle. So you almost sound struggling, but. It no, Bill, would, really that be, would that be like the Yankees showing up to play like the Savannah Sand Nats or something like that? Yeah. Oh, you're talking it would be it would be an independent league team, you know, oh, for the Yankees. Even smaller than that. Yeah, yeah, smaller. Not like a single A. I think below single A. It's it's a it's it, you know, and Todd's told us about it last year. It's just so much uh, fun to think about how that plays out. So 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 I sent you both a um a text. Yeah. yeah. And it goes so it goes uh Premier League, Champion League, Division One, Division Two. And then National League is the top five tiers. Right. So it looks like if Yeovil pardon me if I'm butchering the name, is it's in the not, relegation, they may be de- uh, dumped to the National League, right? Um, yeah. Isn't that crazy, which, right? Which would be tough. So <laughs> um, I actually woke up yesterday to uh, Newport County, which is Division Two, playing Tottenham. So the numbers work, and I think I'll, I sent you all the text. Tottenham's fifth, and if you do the math, Newport County is like 78th or 79th. So it'd be like a five versus 79th seed. Again, 9,000 uh, stadium. Newport was up one nothing. Tottenham put a late goal. Um, and what they do in FA Cup is they don't have a two-leg, best two out of three leg. They have a replay. If you win, you win. If you tie, then you play one more game at the uh, – uh, whoever was at home, you go to the, the opposite stadium. So, like in the 84th minute, they were they almost beat Tottenham. Now they have to go to Wembley Stadium in London. <laughs> Still good for them, but look for a five nothing. Um, I think they kind of had their chance, and unfortunately couldn't couldn't close the deal. For them. Right, right. So, That's awesome. Is FA Cup annual? Do they do it every year. Yes. So yep. every year, all the 150 teams play each other on down to the to the FA Cup winner. Yes. So you have uh, a League Cup, which is a shorter version. I think it's. Maybe just Premier League and Champions League. Then you have FA Cup, which are the top five tiers. Um, and then you have the Champions League, which is international. The UEFA Cup, which is international. So um, the most confusing part about following uh, English soccer was they're playing this weekend, but this doesn't count for the Premier League, you know, <laughs> and negotiating all the tournaments. Um, that said, 
you know, I've always said with the relegation and promotion race, it keeps the season exciting. And also with the sure. various that they call it playing for trophies, right? So you may be lined up to finish 10th, 11th, but you still have an opportunity to play for a trophy um, depending on what cup you're still alive in. Here's so. the neat thing is you can explain it, Todd. Uh, Bill and I are huge golf fans. I couldn't explain to you a single thing about the FedEx cup. Right. right. <laughs> you have no idea how that works. So, uh, but it is fun to watch and, and, and see how it finishes. Yeah. Um, guys, let's turn to college basketball. That was, yesterday was just an absolute beast of a day in college sports. I mean, there was our college hoops. There was just from the noon game on was some great matchups, obviously anchored by the big 12 sec challenge, which gets our attention, Todd, our Gators opened up uh, that challenge with a game against Baylor uh, where they, I think hit 14 threes. Um, if they would have hit one more at the end of the game, they would have had their fifth game this year with 15 or more threes. Wow. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where it, it, it's fun. They're fun to watch when they're going down. Um, but boy, when they're not, they don't really have any inside presence. Uh, well, that's, that's the tough part. Uh, the turning time that'll hurt you, right? If you don't have the inside presence. So um, hopefully we get healthy in the middle, um, but who, who knows? And of course the perils of being in a football school, uh, a lot of the press went to uh, our head, HBC, Dan Mullen, uh, rousing the crowd, making a great halftime speech. Um, I don't know if you saw that, Sean. If you I haven't, if you haven't, look it up. It's pretty good. God, talk about a guy who genuinely seems enthusiastic and seems to be saying and doing all the right things. Not only did he attend the basketball game, but he attended the gymnastics. Is it gymnastics? Yeah, and they, uh, and they beat Oklahoma. They, number one Oklahoma. They beat him by .025. Yeah, one ninety eight point one five zero to one ninety eight point one two five. Yeah, so of course he was at that also, and when he referenced, he was basically saying we need to uh, to get back. You know, Florida football needs to get back, and he referenced not only the gymnastic team beating a, a number one seed, but also the baseball team uh, winning the Natty, and he was attending a basketball uh, game. So I was talking to my dad this morning, and uh, we're like, God, we're praising the guy, but. If you're the head football coach in the offseason, just go to the games and endear yourselves to the to, to the fans. But um, I don't think McElwain did that very often, and no. certainly other, certainly other coaches don't do it. So uh, hats off to him for genuinely, I think, doing the right things to get people excited. You know, great story, uh, Columbus, Ohio. John Cooper gets fired uh, after a career 2-10-1 record against the state up north. Um, they bring in a guy named Jim Trussell uh, who comes in from Youngstown State arguably everyone's fifth or sixth choice. Everyone's like, who is this clown? And yeah, he's won a bunch of championships at the division. The best, right? The best. Yeah, right? And he came in, uh, they, you know, they hired him right, right after the, uh, uh, the season. And um, they, they first, his first public appearance was at the Ohio State Michigan game, basketball game. And I was there with my brother and he comes out and he, he's in a suit with a vest on and he says, you know, he does his little speech and everyone's like, this guy seems cool. And he goes, and I can assure you one thing, you'll be proud of these players in the classroom in the community, and most importantly, in 324 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, when we and the crowd went crazy, like he just called out Michigan, wow. and and he went on to have I think a, a 11 and one record against Michigan, um, you know after after a, you know being owned by Lloyd Carr and, and the group, uh, Trestle really owned Michigan, but it was so cool just the way he he knew exactly what to say, and it sounds like Mullen did the same thing. And if you remember Lane Kiffin just dropping an egg trying to incite <laughs> the uh, Knoxville fans calling out Florida, I guess. Delivery uh, it has a lot to do with it, right? <laughs> of course. Of course. So yesterday, uh, Florida wins. Um, and then another big win for the SEC was uh, Alabama beating Oklahoma. Mm. Uh, the kid from Alabama had more, more wins than, uh, or more points than Trey Young. Uh, Trey Young, yeah. He's just an incredible 
incredibly fun to watch. Bill, I watched the end of your game, uh, Arizona State, uh, Colorado. Um, that was kind of a barn burner. And then Arizona State just, just couldn't miss like the last four minutes of the game. Yeah. I think they finished on like a 13 out of 15 from the floor. Yeah, they ended up beating it by 14, but they're, they're, you know, they're still four and five in conference. Boy, yeah. that really, you know. And Colorado, who's a, a good team, is like three and six in conference. Right. Yep. Tough conference. Um, yeah. So you see uh, uh, Villanova won. Uh, Virginia wins at Duke. Uh, that was an interesting stat, wasn't it? I share with you guys today. The, the last time Duke and North Carolina lost at home on the same day. Mm. Uh, um, 70-something, right? Yeah, early set. Well, it was, no, it was in the 60s. Or is it? It was 70. Coach, Coach Krzyzewski was playing for Army. Wow. Yeah, and and um, Larry, Roy, Williams. Roy Williams was uh, coaching baseball. Yeah. <laughs> golf, you said. Yeah, or golf, yeah. <laughs> That's but, awesome. I mean, I knew, right? Just such a, such a long time. Um, but Carolina goes down to their, one of their other rivals up, up Tobacco Road, the NC State Wolfpack in Virginia, who I'm going to get a chance to see in person. I t- telling you guys before the show started, um, they'll play against Louisville uh, Wednesday night when I'm in Charlottesville. Um, but UVA is a solid team. That Tony Bennett is a great coach. Um, mm-hmm. they, held Cle- they held Clemson, a top 25 team, to 36 total points the other night. Wow. Mm. How, how is Auburn 19 and two, but ranked 19th in the country? I just think they're getting that's a, that's a lot of hate because of Bruce Pearl and the, and the investigation they're under. Okay. All right. Um, but, but it's a heck of a heck of a run they're on. Yeah. They are leading, mm. leading the SEC. They won't, they've only got one loss. Um, clearly way up in the, in the West. Right. Um, yeah. I think they got like a four or five game lead in the West. Right. Um, one game up over the Gators. Uh, Wildcat, Wildcats, Kentucky. That was a big win for them on the road, even though it didn't count for conference. Um, you know, they, they'd lost a few. Tennessee won. So the SEC took the, the challenge. Mm. Um, Ohio State playing very well. There's three teams from Ohio in the top 13. Wow. Uh, Xavier, UC, and, and the Buckeyes. Um, so that's interesting. And uh, now we're, we're going to really start turning into conference time. Uh, the, games, the games get kind of interesting here when you really start turning your focus towards the last run of the, you know, most of the – I think we're, what, a week away from – Florida playing everyone in the East. Uh, they still have a game against Georgia, I believe, Tuesday or Wednesday night. Mm-hmm, 30th. And, and then yep. they'll start their second round uh, against all the SEC East teams. Yeah, as you start heading towards tournament time. This yeah, you know. Yeah. Really so, fun time. Just just curious, how far uh, in location is Xavier from Cincinnati, UC? Uh, four and a half miles. So they're like a Duke-UNC kind Crosstown of. shootout. Yeah, they call it the Crosstown yeah. shootout. Uh, they've had multiple games – in that series where there's been fisticuffs, uh, <laughs> a lot of smack talked, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Xavier, you know, the smaller private school, Cincinnati, the, the bigger private school. Um, it's a, uh, yeah. Oh, Cincinnati's private also? Uh, Cincinnati's not a state school. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So um, it's, uh, I'm going to be down, I'll see them uh, mid, mid-February when they play UConn. Um, I'm going with Scott Euler, uh, Bill, who you, who mm-hmm. you got to chance to meet this week. So, um, well, it's been a fun week, and obviously, like I said, we turn our focus a little more t- towards hockey and pro basketball and college basketball and obviously the Super Bowl. So let's just finish up on that. Quick thoughts on the Super Bowl. As we went off the air last week, um, we kind of expected a Vikings victory. Uh, <laughs> it was anything but. It was a beatdown. Uh, oh. It was a boring game. It was hard to watch. Um, Minnesota just they scored on that first drive of the game, and then they did nothing the rest of the game. There was a pick six, uh, and Minnesota – uh, or I'm sorry, Philadelphia kind of just did what they wanted, um, running defense. So, Todd, give me the early line. Uh, what is the line as of right now? 
Uh, any, any ideas? Has it gone up or down? I bet you caught me. Uh, you caught me off guard, Sean. Um, I don't know. I can look real quick. Yeah, why don't you look it up, Bill? What are your thoughts on on Sunday's Super Bowl Fifty Two? Well, you know, <laughs> I guess. First of all, I'm looking at the line right now. It says it's off. Why would it be off? Hmm. Is there no, some injury problems? No, perhaps? See, now I see New England uh, five and a half. I was going to guess seven. Yeah. But yeah. What's five, the over-under bill to say? No, it doesn't here. So okay. uh, where I'm at. But, uh, <clears throat> no, I, you know, look, can the Eagles defense, which looked really good against the Vikings, do the same thing against the greatest quarterback of all time? Really, that, I think for me that's the question. Um, you know, uh, Nick Foles. <laughs> Nick Foles was amazing. I don't know how to explain it, right? He had he played very well. Had he scored great, 42 points. That's crazy. <laughs> against a very good defense. Right. A defense much better than the Patriots if you look at the numbers for the whole season. But I don't think you can – I don't think they apply. I think a Bill Belichick defense, like you talk about Saban, right? You give mm-hmm. Belichick two weeks to prepare for a, one team, and I, he's going to have some, some magic there. Uh, so, look – I, I just – I really don't want the Patriots to win. I don't – I'm sorry, Chalmers and, and Attrition, Anthony Pellazzola and all those people from Boston, but I'd love to see the Eagles get their first Super Bowl, which means it's a kiss of death that the Patriots will get their sixth. So, yeah. awesome. I yeah. saw, saw a funny uh, picture the other day on Twitter. It says, did you realize that Belichick was the coach and Saban was the offensive coordinator for the Browns? They were both fired in the wow. early 90s. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty – <laughs> that's pretty wild so, Tom, what are your thoughts on the game well uh, i read some interesting Foles was contemplating retirement right and now he's in the super bowl it's amazing <laughs> how how uh, uh life works um i totally messed up my prediction last week i thought philly had kind of shot you know shot their uh their wad so to speak and would would stumble um and boy it looked minnesota grabbed that and ran with it gosh they just for whatever reason, they look like they, you know, after that first, first possession, they were outclassed for sure. So um, it's it's like we've discussed. Um, I'm not even a big Philly fan, really. Um, I think their fans have a have a reputation of kind of being rude, obnoxious, and and hard to deal with when you go see their game. That said, I, I want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl um, just just for something different. Um, nothing against my New England. Uh, Fellow uh, people who root for New England, it's just God. Been there, done that, right? Let's let's have someone, something, someone to win. So, right. And once but that, I think that's I think the Patriots win. So could be setting up if Alabama wins, and you know the way sports cycles go. If if New England wins, look for some repeat winners in, in other sports as well. Um, you know, so that's kind of way. Federer, Federer, Patriots, yeah. Bama. There's, I mean, what a time! Um, yeah, I was gonna say it's. Uh, it, if it you liked be- all three of those, you'd be happy. And I've um, so I got another place, the Bleacher Report, whatever, whatever matters. They're showing the Patriots now are four and a half point favorites, and the well, over forty eight and a half. So. Yeah, uh, it started out six and a half. It a quickly, went, quickly went to five and a half, and now I guess it's four and a half. And yeah. it opened at forty seven and a half, and it settled at forty eight and a half. The over under. So yeah. I think that line's probably settling. But uh, so that means a lot of early money went on the the Eagles. Patriots. Oh, early money on the Eagles to keep yeah. it within a touchdown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll, we'll, we'll talk offline, but maybe what we'll do is we'll, we'll try and do a uh, end of the waste management open and we'll do some uh, Todd, You can maybe set up a, a list of some of the, um, uh, what are the, those funny bets called the, um, the props, props. 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 Yeah. maybe you can roll yeah. through, through some prop bets and we'll, 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 
we'll we'll all make predictions right before kickoff and uh, see if we're if we're close, and that way we don't have to to try and record after the Super Bowl. You want to try to do say say we can talk later logistics. Um, two things, Sean. It's totally your your show. One, I don't know if you want to talk about, but uh, the Olympics are coming up, and I keep saying, "Wow, they they've had a lot of press this last week. A lot of a lot of negative press for for Ooh. other reasons." Yeah, and uh, the other is I read an article about Vegas doing so well in the NHL, and they think it's going to follow in football. Is part of the reason they're doing so well is because the other teams are suffering the quote unquote Vegas flu, <laughs> right? They're out in Vegas a couple days early, and then they have to play a game. So interesting reading. That said, I think Vegas has got a great hockey team, but I wonder if that doesn't swing maybe two or three games a season. So we'll see if that turns into a Raider advantage as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That could be interesting. So yeah, let's call it, let's call it a day. Uh, let's let's go around the horn really quick. Todd, are you going to be able to recover health wise and, and have a have a good week there? Oh gosh, I'm terrified of the alternative. I don't recover <laughs> health wise. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, again, I'm on the upswing. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm just going to get healthy and catch up. Um, I had a lot of good positive momentum going, but this is uh, like everything else, just a little speed bump that you have to navigate and uh, sales, sales, sales. So I'm looking forward to uh, get back to 100%. Um, not only for work, but Sean, we talk about it for you know life and exercise and eating well. Um, it's amazing when you get ill or sick, how it affects every part of your life. And yeah. you've taken things for granted that you don't realize. Um, God, sneezing hurts, moving hurts. Um, so I'm trying to turn it positive and, uh, and practice more gratitude when I do uh, get, get back to 100%. And, yeah, hey, and re- have, realize I got a good thing going. So. Can't have rainbows without the rain, right? That's it. That's it, buddy. Right. So, Bill, you had a great week in, uh, in New York. You got a chance to meet a lot of your uh, former podcast guests uh you, you estimated about 60 percent of your podcast guests were probably either there or have been there yeah easily i i looked at all these pictures on social and i'd see a post come up and four or five people on the picture were in the, were podcast guests right mm. that happened all the time uh so th- we had a great time in new york sean i think that um it's interesting i, I pulled some really good information out of there i had a nice conversation with anthony malafronte because i walked today on the course and he walked a lot with me I was sharing some things I pulled out of him and he was sharing some things he pulled out of the Gary V event in Miami. Oh, okay. It's very interesting, right? The one day event that I think Jeff Lobb flew down. Agent 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it was a really a great week of learning and it's going to be fun to bring. I mean, I've got some things I'm taking right back to my first Facebook class I'm teaching tomorrow at, uh, um, Remax premier. And, and it's all about, you know, how, uh, this sort of thing, ha- you know, <laughs> Facebook can, can, can work in a social relationship building way. It can also work in a advertising way, but you've got to be all in on either one of those strategies or just doing it halfway turns into zero. Right. Yeah. So it's a tough conversation. I have with a room full of people, but I got to make sure that I'm um, being very honest about how difficult it is to do certain things. So yeah. Well, you heard, some, <laughs> you heard from some people inside the, the, you know, the companies there at Twitter, Dick, Dick, yeah, you know, Dick Costello, Dick yeah. Costello, and then obviously Scott Shapiro from yeah. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, so it was a, that was a good event, a fun to connect with a lot of the, a lot of people, you know, like I said, offline, uh, we, for me, it's way more about the connections than it is yeah. about the content. Um, yeah. and it, once again, it was a home run uh, as far as that goes. So, so I've got, uh, Debbie Kirkland is my guest on Tuesday out of Tallahassee. So it's good to get another Florida. Well, she's a Seminole fan, but we got another Florida fan, uh, Florida realtor on the show. I'm excited about that. And so that'll be on Tuesday. Good. Well, for me, guys, it's a road week all week. I speak for the Cobble Banker Fusion event in 
what is now rainy Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, but I'm hoping it'll be sunny the next two days. Uh, and then I head up to Charlottesville, Virginia to do a leadership event with the Charlottesville Association and then, a, and then an event for their members. And then I fly up to Pittsburgh to close out the week with our friends from Coal Banker, uh, NRT in Pittsburgh to do their kickoff event and then home. Uh, and then I get to go to Philly, which might be Super Bowl champion Philly town the next week. So mm. oh, might, nice. be, might be in for the parade or might be uh, delayed because of parade, but it should be fun. Yeah. So, so on behalf of Todd, get better. On behalf of Bill, stay busy. I'm Sean Carpenter, and we'll see you next week on The Stare Down.